Hey there, and welcome to Lively Conversations brought to you by Table 112. Whether you're at the table, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope to inspire meaningful talks about life between parents and teens. Please subscribe so we'll land in your phone every single week and share it with your friends. We'd love to hear from them as well. So we are your hosts, the Williams family. I'm Lexi. I'm Justice. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Dana. Have you ever set a goal? And wanted to get somewhere that was further along than where you were at the time. Saving up for an Apple Watch. I failed within three days. Okay. <laughs> Anybody, any other goal setters in the house? I wanted to play lacrosse in college. Okay. Yes, I've had I'm doing goal. it. Good you job, Justice. So let's talk about that journey, though. Anytime that we want to grow, it's going to get uncomfortable. Think back on some of these examples that we're talking about, like whether you're training for sports or singing in the choir or deciding, you know, you want to accomplish any other kind of goal. It's going to get uncomfortable for a while. Yes. 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 What's that? What's that like on the field, Justice? Something that is uncomfortable that makes you grow? Uh, Wind sprints. Wind sprints. They are no fun, but they make you a stronger athlete. Yes. For sure. Lexi. Give me an example from choir of something that's maybe uncomfortable, but, but it makes you a better singer. Our uh, warm-ups, we go really high, and it's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. like, I cannot do this. So. But then during uh, our performance, we're like, oh, yeah. whatever. And, and you like, nail it. Yes. And the judges are like flabbergasted. I've seen that. I said concert, not competition, but. Yes. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, anytime you go through something difficult, it, you know, makes you stronger for the next time. Right. Can you give an example? Um, in project management, if I have to deal with a problem on a project or a problem customer, either of those two things will make me more experienced for the next project. And I can either foresee that problem or I can learn to identify the problem customer and either weed them out or kind of preempt that problem. So it's uncomfortable, but you grow through it. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes in life, we are led to uncomfortable places in order for us to grow. You know, I've found myself there a number of times in my career going, the next thing is around the corner, but I have to wait for it or something like that. And it's, it's uncomfortable in those spaces. And in those spaces for me, I've found that uh, one of the things that pulls me through is trusting God through those things. So I want to know from you, what does it mean to trust God? It means, can you say that again? Like, say what you said before. So what does it the mean question is to just, trust what is God? It... Um, it means to put our faith in him no matter what. No matter what? Yeah, trust God no matter what. Okay. So whatever comes along. I think I think trusting God for me is all about just realizing my lack of ability to do anything without him mm-hmm. and that I rely on him for everything. I mean, if you think about it, the reality is there's no oxygen without God. There's no food without God. So even the basic little pieces of life that we, there's no heartbeat without God. Right. And yeah. so all of those things are are a result of him being actively involved in in our lives. And so if I trust him and acknowledge that everything is just like that, then I think life is life is better. It makes more sense. Yes. Giving Justice a chance to chime in if he wants to. Yeah. 
I mean, I liked what Lexi said. For me, it's that acknowledging God, because I think that I can be pretty self-sufficient and think that I can handle things on my own. But trusting God means recognizing who I am in light of him and what I'm able to do or not able to do, the places where it really does come down to him. And, and Jeremy and I really explored that together as we prayed together this summer. And it was exciting to see how God came through in ways that we never could have. So can you guys think of an example of a time that you ever had to really trust God? Well, next week we're, my choir is going to our local minor league baseball game and we're going to sing the national anthem um, before it starts. And so kind of worried about that, but I also very excited. And so I'm trusting God that it'll go good. Yeah. I remember um, when I was a teenager, uh, I think I was 18. It was between graduation and before I started college. And my dad got hurt really badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at work at the time. And, and I think a friend of the family called me at work, which was kind of weird. I worked in a big retail store, and so it's before the days of cell phones. Yes, children, not everyone had cell phones in, for all of history. In the dark ages. And, uh, so Wrong like, episode, they, Dad. Everything was black and white. <laughs> so they had to page me over the, you know, the loudspeaker, and I answered the phone, and I think a guy named Eric said, hey, I just want you to know your dad's alive, but he's hurt. And that completely rocked my world, and... At the time, he said, I need you to stay where you are for the time being, and I'll let you know what to do next. And so, like, I think I spent an hour after that phone call just waiting at work to find out what was going on with my dad and and what had happened. And I was really worried, and I was scared, and I was... When somebody tells you, hey, so-and-so's alive, but they're hurt, like, that's that's pretty nerve-wracking. And so I just remember um, at that moment just kind of praying because I didn't know what else to do, and... Just telling God, hey, I know you're in control. Please keep my dad safe. That was, you know, I didn't have any any choice to be in control or not in control. And so I just had to kind of let go and let him yep. do that and take care of that. And my dad was okay after that, after a long recovery. So you talked about how you and I have been really intentionally praying together this summer. And to me, prayer is all about trust. It's all about acknowledging God being the one in control, even to the point where I don't necessarily think that we need to ask God for things in prayer, although we do probably because that's what we've been kind of taught to do. But I think for the most part, prayer is about us just acknowledging God's control and acknowledging his sovereignty. And for me, like, I don't, I just don't think God needs me to tell him what to do. I think he really wants me to say, okay, God, I trust you. You know, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. I trust you, and I know you've got this under control. Help me to line up with the things that you're doing. And that makes a big difference in my attitude. It makes a big difference in how I feel about the situation that I'm in. Um, And it just seems to make things work a whole lot better. To use prayer as a resource for me to trust God instead of telling God what I want him to do. I remember this moment when I was in children's ministry, and uh, it was about two weeks out from vacation Bible school, we did not have the person on staff who was the awesome worship leader anymore. And the children's minister turned to me and he said, you're going to do it, Dana. And I remember just thinking, uh, I, I don't 
do that. <laughs> That's not my thing. And man, she was so good. I, I just didn't feel like I could come behind her, her personality and her skills and all of that kind of thing because I, I just felt inadequate. But I remember stepping onto that stage in front of hundreds of kids and leaders, adults who were like my friends and some of them, I didn't know that well, but, but getting out there and, and leading with some teenagers and, um, it was an incredible week. We had it so much fun and, uh, the kids really worshiped and I, I discovered that that God could use me in ways that I didn't think that he could use me. And I think it opened up doors for me to step into other areas of ministry that I had maybe wanted to, but felt fearful of. It was really funny because you talked about our friends being in the audience and like so many people came up to you afterwards and were like, Hey, I didn't know you could do that. I'd never seen you do that. And you were like, yeah, I didn't know either. Neither did I. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But you did awesome. Well, and I think that, you know, that first baby step, if you will, is one step that led us to this place where I was like, hey, family, want to start a podcast? And we've never done a podcast before. Like, we don't know how any of this is going to go or what God's going to do with it. But even today, we're going, please, God, like, do whatever you want to with us and trusting that he's going to use it. I think there's also times where it's hard to trust. So a lot of times our trust takes us into places that are uncomfortable. And there's a, there's this quote that Francis Chan said, where he said, but God doesn't call us to be comfortable. He calls us to trust him so completely that we are unafraid to put ourselves in situations where we will be in trouble if he doesn't come through. I just thought that was really powerful. That utter complete dependence that we have on him and that that's what trust is really about. I know uh, in a lot of situations in camps and things like that, back in our youth ministry days, we would do a trust fall where you've got to be as stiff as you possibly can and hope that a group of people is not going to drop you on the floor and uh, bruise you. But that group can hold you up, you know, if if everybody works together and if you trust them enough to do it. It really is an utter trust to fall backwards and let people catch you. I do think that that's a good illustration of kind of what it means to trust God. Like we are utterly dependent on him. If he doesn't come through, what does that mean for us? As we get ready to turn over the lively conversation to you and your family, think about this as you talk. In Romans, Paul is asking two groups of people who didn't usually connect to accept each other because Jesus accepted them. And it was probably pretty scary for them, and it was probably pretty new for them. So he prays this prayer over them. So I pray that God, who gives you hope, will keep you happy and full of peace as you believe in him. May you overflow with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So with that in mind, here's this week's big question for you to discuss together. How do you think God is asking you to trust more today? Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Let's get it.